0: Fade you yeah 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 da yeah. na 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 nah, nah, nah. this is fade you yeah, yeah 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 yeah
1: fade you hello and welcome into all our dads out there and moms you're listening to episode 115 of the fade you podcast follow us on twitter at fade you sports uh, make sure you're following us there for all the guys' plays. Retweet a lot of college basketball these days, uh, some NFL leans, all good stuff. The poopy six-pack on Saturdays, that's been fire so far. Nice job, Chris Duke. Make sure you subscribe to this pod, give us a listen. Uh, we hope to bring you guys some good info and some good stuff for the rest of the NFL season, which, God, I hope is better than this wild card weekend was My name is Matthew James. I'm joined by a trio of fellow dads here tonight. Uh, Joe, how was Chili's?
2: Chili was incredible. It was a nice little treat after being in San Diego with uh, the smelly fuck Chris Duke and my dad Carson, the anteater. So, uh, yeah, it was nice, man. Just watched half of Niners kicking ass in the first half and then went home and finished watching that uh, epic game
1: Make sure you're following Joe on Twitter at Joe underscore knows triple underscore for the daily to which I gotta say it was really a treat to see that happen uh with you guys all in one place together with Carson's play from the shower. That was nice. Shout out Ant Eater, happy belated birthday. Uh I mean that was it was awesome. I loved it.
2: Yeah, man. I, I've just been lagging just a little bit. I'm kind of, I, I, I work a lot. So when I get home, sometimes I just don't feel like firing and it's hard to do it on the West coast when games are starting early. So, you know, it is what it is. Well, uh, I'll try my best to get, get after the daily to Jen.
1: Chris Duke, how was uh, Carson's birthday weekend down there in San Diego?
0: It was great. It was good to be back down in San Diego. Haven't been there in a while. Got a homie that works down there. So we, Hooked it the fuck up with some shots and stiff old fashions for daddy. Joe loves his bourbon. So it was great. Good golf. Fuck it. And uh, Neil's
1: here with us. Neil, our guy, Dave Sharapan, he likes to say nobody knows shit, but in a NFL wildcard weekend where faves go five and one straight up and against the number teams that are supposed to win all win. Sounds like
3: uh, a lot of people know some shit, right? or at least somebody somebody knew it and I know I watched following Dave over this weekend he was looking for that person quite heavily Um, he was funny this weekend but uh, yeah faves. go figure
1: yeah so let's jump right into it now we're recording on Monday evening Uh, the fat lady has been warming up for quite some time in this uh, I guess you want to call this a game this Rams Cardinals Uh, We were looking for a great finale to Wild Card Weekend, and we did not get that. Uh, We saw (laughs) a team that didn't look like they were ready to play. But um, we got on this pod previewing this weekend uh, a few days ago, and we said that dogs do really well this weekend. And we came up with a number of reasons why. And the dogs, other than the San Francisco 49ers, uh, did not show up. Joe, I mean, what what happened here? So much for dogs, wild card weekend.
2: It was just a lot of chalk, Dad. I guess it fucking happens sometimes when you see a team and you think they're going to get waxed. Fuck, dude, square bets win two, and uh, holy shit, did that happen? Even a square dog. When I Niners were a square dog. We established this prior game time, and look at that, they cover, out outright, and uh, everything else was just chalk, man. Felt like a kid again, fucking playing hopscotch on the goddamn driveway.
1: Chris, it's pretty easy. Uh, the Dens of the – Den wins again tonight. Uh, good weekend for Den. If Den would – now here's Den's problem is he has too much action. If Den would have fired full sides only, he goes five and one this weekend. But, of course, he doesn't do that. Uh, but the Dens of the world, the people who just bet better team, lay the number – Bet the faves, bet the team that's supposed to win, uh, making it look easy here. We had a lot of guys. Uh, we had some screenshots of various parlays of people we know, where it's just all the faves and maybe a Niners money line, a square dog that Chris, that Joe alluded to. Uh, the betters are making it look easy this weekend,
0: Chris. Man, yeah, the, the guy that I referred to, uh, Parlay God parlay god is texting me right now oh my god i'm fucking up a lot because all of his uh bets had you know all of his parlays ended with the rams at home land three or four and uh yeah so he's stoked right now um but he did leave out the one he left out the one fave that didn't win he took the bengals the bills the chiefs the bucks all those and then he Took the Rams. Um, I don't know how you can call yourself a parlay god by just betting every single favorite and uh, laying minus 400 and 685 on the Chiefs. But, uh, hey, you got it done. We'll see. This weekend's going to be, I feel like, a little spicier uh, than last. So we'll see, brothers. Well, Neil, on that
1: note, I mean, I feel like we have this happen occasionally in March Madness, too, where, like, certain days – these don't happen often because like once you get into playoffs and tournaments and shit, crazy stuff typically happens. It didn't this weekend, but uh, some days are really chalky. And I do just chalk pun intended this weekend up to that. It's just one of those anomalies where some of the wild stuff from this weekend that we've come to expect like year after year just didn't happen. And next weekend will probably be a little different or a little more spicier,
3: as Chris said. Yeah, definitely. Because I think we look at we if we look back, the one trend that we touched on right, Maddie, on our last pod was first time quarterbacks making their first start. And we knew you'd get one win out of the the Raider Bengals um, with both of those guys making their first. But out, you know, after that, um, we really saw the first time quarterback struggle. you know, struggle. And tonight, you know, is another, you know, clear indication, you know, Kyler. Looked all, aw- I mean, he was just out, he was just outclassed, and all the rookie quarterbacks just really have gotten blown out. So, I think that's the one trend that you could kind of point to of this weekend that you know, quarterback to quarterback, and you know, unfair to some of them that they just were out the, from a quarterback perspective. You know, the ones on the other side, Josh Allen was phenomenal. Tom Brady, we knew he was going to be great. I think Stafford was a little more impressive tonight, but you know, even he adds, and then you know amazingly well the defense had a pick six on an awful you know uh whatever i don't even know i don't want to call it a throw i don't um but i think that's the one i would say right that that is somewhat held up joe is this one
1: you want to keep in mind for next year what neil's alluding to and we did talk about this on the last pod it is qb's making their playoff debut versus a qb with playoff experience with this one it's going to go to 17 38 and one ATS since 2004 now last we did touch on that last season there was only one and baker did go on the road and win outright so this year i mean it was kind of probably an anomaly to get three guys in this spot but is this one you want to remember for next year do we definitely do we see like this one making sense with the experience angle
2: um to be honest i i really I guess we'll take it into account, but it's not going to be something that's going to find a bet for me. I'm I'm, I'm just more look at spots, you know?
1: What do you think, Chris? I mean, this is a big sample size. Do you agree with Joe that it's still case by case? You still got to look at each game individually, or do you think there's something to this?
0: Yeah, I'll still pick my spots. I think it is a strong trend. It's been since, uh, you know what is it you guys it's 04 right since it's 04 15. yeah the yeah, sample so size is o-
1: about 55 or so games now
0: yeah um obviously we saw Ma- i mean you could i think you always have to look at everything case by case you could say you know mac the, the patriots got lucky that first game it was you know windy as the dickens they threw the ball three times and they snuck out a 14-10 win and they got dominated in the rematch and then got dominated in round 3 so you just knew and we saw the patriots were really slumping they were really limping into the playoffs i think they're 1 and 4 or something like that so you kind of knew that mac was regressing back to his rookie mean and um, you know then kyler you know he they, they did what they did with the cardinals and cliff kingsbury did came out hot and just and same thing came in the only win coming into the playoffs was against the cowboys and they look like shit again tonight
2: well, dude, and on that how- Patriots Bills game, too, like you got to take into account. I don't, know, I don't know if that was necessarily Mac more than the fucking defense not being able to make a stop. Like that was an anomaly. Mac could have played his brains out and they're still not winning that fucking game. Well, like, that- like I said, you got to pick and choose your spots, right? So that was just one where I don't put that on Mac Jones whatsoever. That's on the defense.
1: For sure. Yeah. We'll talk about the teams at no show. The other trend that we did touch on uh, was double digit dogs have not done well. And, uh, Joe, you want to shout out your Pittsburgh Steelers for uh, coming through with that one and then just the way that that first half bet ended, man.
2: Dude, yeah, that sucked. I mean, I could have fucking seen it coming a mile away. Yeah. That's why I rode to Den in the second half and Chris got pissed off and left the group chat because I'm watching that football game and I'm like, dude, the Steelers are not going to fucking score. Like, they're not. This shit is over, dude. Have you watched them? <laughs> like, this is. It, 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 there's I was no such thing as free money so but bad that
0: fucker got in on the last second to tell you get fucked
2: back door. <laughs> right <laughs> right but you know dude it's just it's, sometimes you just gotta watch it and make a fucking decision there i'm not ever condoning riding dennis the first time i've ridden Den on a vet and literally all season but i've also faded the fuck out of the steelers and i watched that football game and they they were ded
1: chris can we just appreciate for a second what it takes to go up seven nothing in the game and still lose first half plus seven and a half—that's pretty Dude. pretty remarkable.
2: Did I not call that? With give the, up, oh, that
1: score. <laughs> yeah, dear
2: fuck, God,
0: punt, punt, punt. That Sheripin quote, that tweet he did what was it, like first eight possessions, punt. Unbelievable. <laughs> Well, and they, I mean, so, they really could have gotten one. What was it like? If they would have gotten one first down at the end with that minute and fifty left, they probably would have been fine. Yeah, probably would have planned yeah. with like thirty seconds and no, they would have they it covered. It back. Yeah.
3: No, if they, just, if they just had, like I said, like I said, if they just hadn't thrown two incompletions, yeah, like they're out there yeah. throwing just com- like mm-hmm. throwing the ball still when it's like you, the last thing you need to do, you want to do is give it back to Mahomes with any time left, and they go out two incompletions, stop the clock, give Casey all the time in the world, and it's
2: done. Dead. Did you guys see Big Ben throw the ball more than four yards, four, four yards downfield all game? I don't think he did. I saw every him. single pass. Every single pass was a dump off to a, a fucking running back or a tight end in the flat or a five yard hitch or a fucking slant. That motherfucker is more dead. It it. it I, <laughs> well, I Joe, he tried Lombardi. He he's right, tried. Man.
1: He almost uh, uh, tried. Yeah.
2: never watch? <laughs> he,
1: he he stands it, back. Not, there. Yeah you see him try to heave it and it's like it's like when you're like i don't know i remember this years ago it's like when you're doing something for the holidays and and grandpa comes out and tries to play like three flies up with all the grandkids yeah and he's out there oh trying to just heave one and it um it was it's painful to watch i mean it great dude for big ben like good job but oh my god the way that he went out was ugly
2: dude mahomes probably has a better arm left-handed than big ben is (laughs) right-handed right now and that's not i'm not even exaggerating or being funny dude like it's not like to watch that team is just like think get the get this old fuck out of here man So, Neil,
1: let me throw this to you. Same thing I asked Joe. Do you just tuck that one away for next year that these double-digit dogs just aren't doing it? I mean, the NFL has added a seventh fucking seed. A lot of times it's teams like Pittsburgh that either just shit fell their way and they get in. Uh, I don't know that you ever really auto-fade anything, but, I mean, this is one we got to remember, right, that the double-digit dogs just are not doing it.
3: Yeah, I, I think that's this might be one that I'll definitely look to because again, you go you go back to you only have one buy right in the first wild card weekend. So instead, in previous years where even your top two teams were going to have a buy, now you only get one. So that that KC team at the number two seed is is you know a field goal better than the three seed was. So I think this is one where you're just yeah you are actually going to expand the difference between now you know the number two seed and what now bringing on a seven seed, like that gap is even larger now than it was even in years past
1: and the crazy thing about that Chris is people are quick to point out the parody in the NFL but has this weekend showed us that it's maybe a little that this whole parody thing is a little more of a mirage than maybe we sometimes let ourselves think
0: yeah I even thought we might see one you and I were texting and I thought we might get something crazy um you know, especially when you know Steelers go up seven nothing and something fluke like on a fumble six like that you think oh man maybe the get the ball bouncing their way they go up you know it closed I don't know how our book had 13 but so I was catching 13 plus the seven oh, we're up by 20 you know maybe they'll lose by 10 we'll get the cover but in case he did what they do and just will rattle off 28 in fucking 10 minutes and uh Pittsburgh back in their place. Yeah, it is so frustrating. God, I wanted to throw my fucking phone at the screen watching the play calls. Like, third and five, let's throw it negative two. Like, are you fucking like, man, the Steelers need to figure it the fuck out.
2: Every goddamn time. And I mean, that's, that's all they have done all season, man, and that's why I fucking faded that team. Like, Big Ben can legitimately not, not throw the ball 15 yards past line of scrimmage. It's not possible.
1: Yeah, well... Steelers have a lot of things to figure out, as do the Arizona Cardinals. So this game is winding down. It, oh my God, Colt McCoy's in the game! <laughs> wow. Uh, so we're watching the tail end, and we're watching the final minute here. We do have full game under for Fade Den. I'm not going to say anything because it's not over yet. But Joe, what do you think the the average Joe better like a guy who's had a good weekend, who's been playing all the faves? Uh, what's the the public better the Den betters take away from this game?
2: At favorites, they always blow them out, especially when they're at home. So, do, do you think? I'm just. You go dude, ahead, dude. I'm just blown away, man. I it was a fucking divisional game. I thought this motherfucker was going to be a one possession game. So did Vegas, obviously. But Jesus Christ, man, this is just more embarrassing for Cliff Kingsbury and fucking Kyler Murray. Dear God, like it's a fucking divisional game. If this was been playing week ten, like. This is embarrassing. It really, truly is embarrassing for the Cardinals.
1: Neil, how do you explain the total no-show at the beginning of the game? They they just didn't even look like they were ready to play.
3: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, you saw a team that you know looked like they had been you know there before and came out with all the intensity and the fire, and you know Arizona just had nothing. I mean, and and Chris pointed out to this fact. You know, here's just another season of Clint, Cliff Kingsbury just limping into, you know, the end of the season and they limped into this. I mean, they can't even go out and, you know, beat Seattle in order to get a home game and maybe this, you know, becomes different. But I in Joe's point, like this is embarrassing for Cliff Kingsbury. Like I don't know what the Cardinals do going forward, but this is not a, this is not a good look for their franchise right now. Jeez.
2: It's- maybe maybe the game plan for them is fucking start out 7-0 and again and then just <laughs> fire Kingsbury and then hire somebody else, like the Raiders coach, and then just have him be interim, and then they can finish the year like 15 and 2. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah,
1: just to, to just come out with and to have the extra data to prepared too, and to just come out with nothing. Um, I mean we just shit on the Steelers a lot, but at least the Steelers fucking put up a fight on defense for the first quarter of the game, right? I mean, Jesus Christ. So, Chris, what's the what's the Den betters takeaway here? It's just are people going to take away, wow, Rams look like a Super Bowl team from this?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I, I think he's always favored, which is why I was shocked when I saw him take the Eagles, because he's always saying don't bet against the GOAT. So I'm thinking he'll probably – be on the bucks next week just because he saw what they did to the Eagles and he's, you know, kind of an LA hater. So uh, that's why I thought he might've been on the cards this week, but we'll see. I think he might see the small number under, you know, same thing with the chiefs. He might think all these, these faves are a steal at home. So we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm thinking he'll think just like everyone else, the narrative Packers, cold weather, West coast team can't hang, even though we know, you know, Shanny's is the fucking God when he's a, when he's a dog. So uh, we'll see. I know we'll be on dogs again. I'm sure he's seeing all these totals besides the Chiefs one in the 40s. You know, probably be on overs again. I think there's going to be a bunch of points. So we'll see if the totals and the dogs can save us divisional round.
2: I'm willing to wager posted to the FadeU Twitter or maybe a Daily Jen I'll do a double yug if Dan's not on all four favorites.
3: You think he's going to he be kn- on Tennessee, if, though?
2: If he can, yes, 100%.
3: See, I see Tennessee as being such like a sleepy, sleepy fave that Den's going to be like, oh, man, here's Cincinnati. And I'm going to take high flying Cincinnati with all these fancy names versus 10. No,
2: no, that Daddy Den's going to be looking at Yahoo Sports, his application and find Ogan Joby being out the other D line and Derrick Henry being back. So he's going to end the Bengals on the road. He's going to go ahead and fire the fucking Titans there.
3: Okay. What do you think, Chris? I,
2: I, I think the I, lock of lock of the weekend is probably him on Packers, though. So. Yeah. 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 Packers. I don't
0: know. I, I think he might. Yeah. I I sometimes feel like Neil is is right, but like every time I think that way, like I thought he would be on, you know, the Cardinals. then. every time it's like he just always ends up on the fave. It's almost like un-fucking-inevitable, dude, that this fucker just goes, you know what, when in doubt, fave. So I I wouldn't be shocked if Joe's right, and he goes, all four faves. Maybe he gets cute with the Bills, because he saw what they did against him. I remember we were at my rehearsal dinner when uh, the Bills were actually murking the Chiefs that night. Um, So we'll see.
1: Well, the one thing you can say about Den taking the faves is he'll, if he does that, he'll likely get the worst number um on all of them didn't didn't Tennessee and Cincy open at three last night
2: I did not see what it opened at
1: I thought it opened three and moved to three and a half I could be wrong but generally I see it going
2: I see it opening two and a half going to three and a half up to four for a second then back down to three and a half wow
1: okay All right. Well, we got a few days to see what Den is going to do. Let's get to a break. We'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what we saw from the weekend, and then give our early thoughts on some of these games because I know we have some opinions in here already. Okay. So thanks for playing New England, Philly, Pittsburgh. We talked about Pittsburgh already a little bit. Um, Let's talk New England for a sec. Another team that just looked like they weren't prepared and had no plan for josh allen and and the bills i mean anybody skeptical belchick at this point or is this just a one-off
2: i think that's i think it was just josh allen pulling his cock out and showing us truly what a game of a perfect game of football is you know good pitching always beats uh, good hitting so i think this was that right there and the fucking, you know, ES, all the talking heads, even on ESPN today, they had a, a ticker. Is this Bill Belichick, or will Bill Belichick ever win another Super Bowl? It's like, come on, man. The dude's old, but you, how many times are we going to count him out and then see him come out and figure it the fuck out? But, you know, it, this is more defensively than anything. I mean, I wouldn't doubt the Patriots would be right back in the same spot next year and actually get it done. So who knows, man? I, I think Bill's proven he's the best coach in NFL history, so – Six rings, man.
1: Chris, let me throw it to you on this next one, because we talked about this with Adam when we had him on a couple weeks ago. When you do get these rematches from the regular season in the playoffs, of course, this was a third game. Now, maybe, I mean, the Bills did kind of take apart the Patriots in the second meeting, but in the first one, the Pats went into Buffalo and won. And maybe people put a little bit too much stock into that in what was just a really anomaly weather game. So, and and we can talk about this going into next weekend too, with all these other rematches, but do you think people put too much into the Patriots getting that one in Buffalo?
0: Yeah. I mentioned it before. Yeah. Mac didn't even have to throw. They just dominated on the ground, got some good stops. And uh, I mean, the bills had the ball at the end there and just couldn't punch it in and they ended up losing. But, yeah, I mean, people put a lot of stock. I mean, look at the Packers. They, Like you said, they ended up winning on that last second field goal earlier this year. Niners blew it, but the Niners were laying points. Now they're getting, so it's a big field goal swing um, just because of basically, I mean, mean, you could argue that Niners are one of the hottest teams coming into the playoffs, and they're going to be getting that that dead number, my favorite number, the dog catching five. Right, Joe and I were talking about it. Uh, Everyone thinks so. just like this last weekend, all the dens they 've got their free money on Bengals minus five and bills minus four and a half, so why not lay it again, baby
1: Neil, How about you with the the bills dominating, the bucks dominating, the chiefs dominating uh, who was
3: most impressive to you? I thought the chiefs um, were probably the I don't know, impressive, but that was that was the most intriguing because even up a ton, they pulled out like all sorts of trick plays, and they had you know everybody throwing. I mean, they wide receivers throwing touchdowns. They were doing all their little like all their tricks that you think that they'd have that that, you know, okay, we're up you know twenty eight. Let's save some of these plays. Nope, they just brought them out. They did whatever they wanted. They, you know, really started took it, taking it to a really good defense. I know that they, you know, and we talked about Chiefs kind of, you know, have some trouble in playoffs in like the first quarter um, against a couple teams now. And, 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 you know, the Steelers was no different where that offense just kind of sputters. And then all of a sudden it's like it doesn't, you could have 13 defenders on the field and they're still going to figure out, you know, these tricks and gadgets and how to get it done. So, I thought what, what Pittsburgh offensively did was against a really good defense um, was maybe one of the most impressive things to me over the weekend.
1: Joe, throw it back to you. You talked about Josh Allen pulling his cock out. Were, do you think the Bills were the most impressive?
2: Um, yes. I think the Bills were just unbelievable how, how they played. It was literally a perfect game. Now, he's done this for two straight games. It, is this sustainable? Like, that's – I'm kind of – I kind of like to fade that narrative, man. They say, oh, he's been so hot. Well, fuck, dude. Is he going to be able to do it in Kansas City? That's the next question.
1: I'm having a tough time with that game because I wonder how much people are going to remember – that the Bills dismantled the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Now, that was much earlier in the season, and the interesting thing about this divisional slate is we have three of the four games are rematches from very early. Uh, I don't know what week that was. Do you guys remember? I feel like it was a Sunday. It was definitely a primetime game. Buffalo. That was when the Chiefs were starting to have a little bit of issues. I know I looked. I think it was like 38-20. Bills went into Arrowhead, beat them up. Do we know what week
2: that was? I don't remember what week it was. It was October 10th. Right? I said it was it on universal dinner.
3: It's week five. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so the five. Chiefs
2: are just a completely different football team. There was something that came up on a score bug that said through the first, like, seven weeks, their defense was 32 in points given up in the NFL. And then from a week eight on, they were the number one team in giving up points in the NFL. So shit changes, man, throughout the year. It's a totally different team that figured it out. And, holy shit, they're scary to play right now. So,
1: Joe, don't you think that – so, them opening this lineup under three, considering home field advantage, which we've said that that's not as important as it once was, but it still counts for something from the odds makers. So, don't you think them opening this up under three is showing a lot of respect for the Bills? Absolutely.
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. I agree. But I think Vegas is – I think this is just – that was probably the easiest line for them to set on the weekend. They just said, hey, look, Chiefs are at home. They got a home-field advantage. Let's give make this motherfucker three or two and a half and see what what the market does and adjust accordingly. So, they think we're still way early. There's going to be a lot of money coming in on this fucking game. Probably going to be the highest handle of the weekend. So, you know, um, only time will tell.
1: Chris, you got to think people are going to just – fire the over right whatever it is I'll take the over yep I saw how I saw the bills drop a million points on New England I saw the Chiefs drop a million points on the Steelers give me all the touchdowns over whatever the number is right
0: yeah last what's crazy though is I always like to look at this last game uh, it was 56 and a half and it snuck over it went to 58 and, and yet it the Total has dropped from last time the two played. Obviously, they say it gets a little tighter in playoffs. Uh, it'll be a little colder, um, but yeah. So, like you said, I uh, absolutely—it's the highest total on the board. Everyone will want to see it. Like you said, each team scored forty plus last week. Why not? Why can't they get to fifty-four? Right. So, yeah, we will one hundred percent be on the under. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see what side Den comes in on.
2: What are you willing to wager that we're going to be on that under, Christopher? Uh,
0: if Den is not on that over, I will do...
2: I'll do, okay, a, I'll double,
0: chug. I'll do a double double yug with a uh, a nice little delicious tequila chaser. So it'll be a triple.
1: Woo.
2: Yeah, Yeah, to see... So early money on this game, it's already already 81 of the best 98 percent of the money on the over of course
1: yeah that that seems like i mean he'll he'll probably do more overs but for sure that one neil where are you at on bills chiefs that's going to be billed as the game of the year and a lot of people are going to say the narrative is going to be that this should be the afc championship game if the bills didn't lose to the jet Jag- can can we appreciate the bills losing to the jaguars at, at one point this season and just how once you get this far in the season some of these results from the
3: regular season are like what the fuck but uh neil where are you at on that one chiefs minus two and a half i've already booked it um i love that i didn't have to lay like, the three i was surprised i was able to get two and a half i kind of felt kind of felt like this was going to be one that was just going to sit right at three because of the minute it moved either way someone was going to take it and move it back but i it's i think it's going to be an overreaction i think the chiefs come out they like i said they were the buffalo was super impressive but this is in arrowhead this is the more experienced coach the more experienced quarterback i chiefs win this football game
1: joe what do you want to happen
2: um I want to whatever we we're betting on to win.
0: <laughs> I and Want is some it, new
2: blood. Let's I was going to Bills. Well Let's yeah.
0: The crazy Bills. I want to see how fucking wild they are for an AFC championship.
2: <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather see the Bills and then um who's the number 1 seed in the uh, Titans. the Titans so if the so if i would dude I, an AFC championship hosted by the Bills would be pretty fucking sick so i yeah. guess my heart if the wants the Bengals knock off the Titans yeah yeah, yeah yeah
3: i'll reverse if the so, Bengals knock off the Titans and you have a chance to have Bills Mafia at home
2: that'd be oh, sick <laughs> that, that would be ideal and that, that's what my heart wants but my brain is telling me that's not going to happen
1: uh, all folding tables should be on alert for that one. But um, <laughs> I mean, I just wonder because everybody's going to say that. I'm tired of Kansas City. They've been in the Super Bowl two years in a row. My girlfriend was over watching. She's like, "Oh, I hope, I hope somehow Pittsburgh wins," because I'm tired of Kansas City. And I wonder if people are going to think that and bet that way. Like, I want to see someone different, so I'm going to go ahead and bet the Bills, even if the Chiefs at home under three is the right side. I don't know what to do with that game.
2: That's why we let daddy decide. Mm-hmm. What about, yeah. um?
1: yeah, go ahead, Chris.
0: No, I agree with Neil. I mean, my, my, my mind says like Chiefs, but I, I just think that the Bills, I, I don't know. I think they're I think I know Joe made a great point that this is a different team. But at the same time, we know how vulnerable their defense is. I mean, look at how fucking Cincy just picked them apart a couple of weeks ago. So, And if the Bills can put on a nice performance, we know their, their defense can get some stops. Um, they are for sure better than Pitt's D. And so we'll see if they can, can go in there and get the upset.
1: Let's go to a couple more games and see if there's any early thoughts. Joe, I know you love the other game in the AFC.
2: Yeah, I, I'm a big, big fan. I think, or not a fan, but I really do think the Titans are just going to put it on the Bengals. With Diet and Derrick Henry back, man, like everybody forgets how fucking dominating they were as a dog, just covering spreads, winning outright. Fuck, man. Now they're, they're going to be at home, excited, having the Bengals come in who, you know, they're still hobbled. Like, I think they're going to fucking run all over them. I think the Titans are going to cover that spread easily. I, I I wouldn't say like a blowout or anything like that, but I think they win by a touchdown or more.
1: Now, Neil, I know Kyle's not here, but do you, do the Bengals have kind of a like a trendy upstart feel to you where almost like a – I mean, they, they were a favorite in round one, so I don't know if this really works, but almost like a, a March Madness team that everybody wants to – to back going forward again and again because they just want to see them advance?
3: I think so. I think, you, you, you know, you made the point with Buffalo that people want, just want to see some, you know, they w- want to root for a team. And I think, you know, Cincinnati is a very easy team to root for. And that's why I go back, like, you know, Tennessee Titans are just – I don't think there's ever been a a less enthusiastic number one seed in, like, the history of football, than the Tennessee Titans. You know, it's just, it's not a, they certainly aren't a team that you're like, I, I mean, I think their Super Bowl odds, like, they're the fifth Super Bowl favorite, you know, right now. And they were a one seed coming into this. So I, that's why I go back. I think there's, there's a lot of trendy love on Cincinnati right now that I think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of people come in. Um, And a lot of people back in Cincinnati. That's why I'm I'm really interested to see what Den does just because I think this is, you know, especially with Tennessee having the buy and everyone saw Cincinnati win and all the excitement and it was the first game of wild card weekend. It's like, I'm not sure that I think Cincinnati is going to get more love in the market than I, than we think, especially against just a sort of a sleepy team. Um, But I haven't made a decision yet, but I'm, I, I, I'm with Joe. I think that, from a football standpoint, right? With Henry back with fresh legs, like I think they're going to be able to, Tennessee's going to be able to just control the football and run this down their throat.
2: Yeah. We just cannot, we cannot, I can't emphasize enough how fucking unbelievable Derrick Henry was before he got hurt. He was leading oh. the NFL and Jonathan yep. Taylor had a hell of a season, but he was leading the NFL by like 300, 400 yards. He Derrick was, was ahead of that pace, 100. right? Yeah. He, dude, he was on pace to rush for like, 2100 yards like in they were just dominating teams and i think mike frable is a fucking badass coach man and to get that team to the number one seat after losing your number one target and uh the fucking receiver uh brown Dave, whatever the fuck his name what was it, who cory davis losing him too for a while man it's fuck dude i think they're a really good football team i think they'll get it done i think they're just gonna old school run the ball down their fucking throats and not let joe burrow win it on his own because they're going to control the ball with Derrick Henry. I was yeah, gonna I think make, it's going to be one that the, the does can
3: yeah. have the ball for so long. These drives are going to be so long that it's just going to throw a young quarterback and a young timing offense. I think off, off rhythm. Like I I'm, I'm with Joe, like they're just going to be able to do whatever they want. And Henry's Henry coming back and just fresh, like uh, they're going to control. They're going
1: to control this game. I think. I love the point about Vrabel, too, because I think you have to also look at, all right, Cincinnati advanced. What's part of the reason they advanced? Like, they were good against the Raiders, but the Raiders shot themselves in the foot so many times with penalties with the car fumble. Like, I think that Vrabel coach team off the bye, having extra time to prepare, they're always going to be dialed. I'd have to look and see where they fell, like, on total penalties or whatever. I just don't see – I don't see the Titans making the same kind of mistakes that the Raiders did. Chris, how do how should people handicap teams coming off this bye? This is something we haven't had to think about for a while. Is it case by case cuz people certainly aren't going to forget about Green Bay, but do you see these guys having a point? People kind of sleep in on Tennessee a little bit and forgetting about them because of maybe they're overshadowed by Buffalo and KC. Yeah, the old rust versus
0: uh rest right? um, I think the one thing that helps Tennessee is that they had a pretty tough matchup in in week eighteen to uh to keep them on their toes. you know Texans have uh, fucked with them there, and they snuck out the wind to get that one seed, so they're still you know that they're still alive and they're, they're ready to rock and roll. and I don't know when's the last time. I think the last time they might have had a one seed might have been with McNair or some shit twenty years ago. I mean the Titans haven't hosted. Nashville in a while so I think they're gonna be pumped up and uh like you said we'll see the Bengals are ready but like you said yeah we'll like Joe said they're gonna establish that run game if they can establish that run game early um you know then they'll be able to try to find their other weapons so we'll see but the Titans are legit man like Neil said they might be under they're the they've beaten four teams that are still around they beat the Chiefs dismantled they beat the bills they dismantled the Rams in prime time they just beat the the only team to beat the Niners in the last six weeks, you know, the Niners are coming in hot. This Titans team, so we'll see. Um, Joe might be on to something. They might just uh, beat down on this trendy dog. We'll see uh, how the how's the public leaning for now.
2: Very, very Titans heavy. Oh yeah.
1: Weren't those wins for the Titans against the Chiefs, Bills, and Rams all consecutive, too? Weren't they all in a row?
2: Yes. They beat the, <laughs> oh, Bills. the, they beat the Bills 34-31. Then the next week, they played the Chiefs, beat them 27-3. Oh, wow. Murked them. Then they went to Indianapolis, won 34-31. Okay. And then they went to LA and beat the shit out of the Rams 28-16. But then wow. they lost to Houston the following week. Or no, no, sorry. <laughs> they went to They went and beat New Orleans, then lost to Houston. Yeah, they wow. And Matt, but that but that was after Henry but, got hurt. So yeah. different, one, different offense, man.
3: One quick stat on Vrabel. Mike Vrabel is eight and oh coming off of any sort of extra time off. So this is after after a bye or after like a Thursday playing the following Sunday. Eight and oh straight up when he has extra time.
2: Vrabel's kind of a dad. He is the total dad. And we, we cannot forget this. We we talked we didn't do this podcast long enough. Remember last year when variable said he would literally cut his dick off to win a super bowl i was Listen, gonna bring that up yeah that, he said that'd that? be the most yes he did he said he, he would said, literally cut, cut his, his, cock his cock off, off. <laughs> yes if it in, if it meant he would win the super bowl he said that last season i don't know if it still applies but that is about as dad like as any yeah. coach can be by saying some shit like that his wife's like yeah he's already had the kids he, he needs he's he wants he doesn't need it Zach Taylor wouldn't
1: say that.
2: Zach Taylor is pretty dad-like, though, crushing beers and giving out game balls at a fucking bar after That the was game. pretty That's cool. Badass. That was pretty cool.
1: <laughs> not going to lie. I mean, Bang- Neil, you made a great point. The Bengals are really easy to like. They're really easy to root for. Uh, Joe Burrow fucking is awesome. So this is going to be a tough one, too. Uh, we're running a little long, and we want to save some of the – the stuff for our later in the week pod when we really preview these. Anybody got a take on the any of the, either of the NFC games before we wrap this one up? Just anything early that you'd be like, I gotta be on this.
2: Um, just watching line movement, man. I I, I got nothing early, but I'm just. It's really interesting to watch the line movement right now. Niners already shooting up to five and a half. Opening it plus four and a half was is pretty interesting to me. But we'll see what happens, man. It's it'll be uh. It'll be cool. So speaking
1: of the line move, Joe, I'm curious. News came out today, and we're again, we're recording this Monday night. Jimmy G sprained throwing shoulder, right? I'm curious to know if people are going to hear about that and if the line will move accordingly. Last I heard, he should be still okay to practice, but still people are going to hear sprained throwing shoulder and be like, oh, fuck, that doesn't sound good.
2: Right, yeah, and they they were talking about it on uh, the Lombardi line today about the lines opening up at four and a half just because the market they didn't know really what to set it at so they just did that and adjusted accordingly so they they had a shitload of money come in on the Packers early at four and a half the line shoots up I'm looking at a differential right now it's fifty uh, fifty with money but sixty eight percent of the bets are on the uh, Packers so um, what's that line going to do it? it this is why we have a podcast. Like we're trying to decipher what the fucking sharp side is.
1: Chris Neil, you guys got or anything on
3: NFC? I think the only the only thing I'm gonna keep an eye on, I don't know what you guys think. I gotta do some more research, but like so San Frans gotta go to Green Bay. It's, it's Saturday night, so you know that's cold. cold. One short one short day of rest. Cold, right, Matt, like. I'm looking Green Bay right now. It's 12 degrees in Green Bay. So this game is going to be played in the teens by the time it kicks off, you know, 515 West Coast time, seven, you know, seven o'clock Green Bay from a team from Northern California. Uh, I hope there's snow. I I just want to
1: see. I want snow. I think that would be so fucking cool.
3: But it kind of plays into how San Francisco is going to want to play, right? Oh, They're yeah. Just going to, they want to keep it on the ground and pound away. So it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's something interesting. I got to dig in a little bit more, but I'm, I'm interested to see what happens there.
2: I still, th- the Niners, dude, they usually go and play pretty tough up there in Green Bay. I mean, they fucking almost beat them in Green Bay when it was like negative six degrees with – uh, beat hard at quarterback a couple of years ago. I was fucking there, but they they play them tough, and I think the Niners are just a bad matchup for the Packers. Grace, you got some?
0: I'm gonna probably end up being on and it, and I hate to do it because it is. I hate. To be on my team, but I'm gonna pull my cock out and money line the fucking Rams, dude. Because oh, God. it's not fucking cold weather. They've gone to Indian one, they've gone to Seattle and one. They went to the Giants, rape. Go to Houston, rape. Their only losses are to San Fran and Green Bay, and they come. They went to Arizona and one, went to Minnesota and one, went to the Ravens. I mean, this going on the road is is not a problem for them, uh, unless maybe there's cold weather, which they might have to do if they beat the Bucks. But I think they're gonna. I think everyone's going to see it as free money. The GOAT, the Super Bowl champs at home, why is it only three? Like we said with the, the Chiefs, you know, what do you do? A coin flip? Are they saying the Rams, these are equally, you know, matched teams and you're going to give the Rams a field goal? Fuck it. Let's roll.
1: The one thing I would say about that is, I mean, the Rams were down their safeties, right? And clearly Arizona did not plan for exploiting that at all. And I'm pretty sure Brady will, if that's still an issue. I, I kind of like what I said about the Raiders. Like, there's no way the Bucks are going to be as ill-prepared for these guys as Arizona was. So, it's like, what's the last thing you saw? Rams obliterate Arizona. I don't know. I just, I don't see, I don't see Tampa no-showing like, like the Cardinals did. I think it's going to be a tough game.
0: And yeah, you could argue both sides. And, you know, obviously the Rams aren't going to no-show and score yeah. zero points through three quarters like the Eagles did. Right? So, I mean, yeah. basically that 15 points were garbage. Like, it could have very well been 30-something, nothing. So, yeah, we'll we'll see.
3: Yeah, but, Matt, I think real quick to you, to your point on, like, Rams. it's So, Rams have no safeties. They bring back, you know, Aaron <laughs> Weddle after 700-plus days, right, because they're that desperate. But like Tampa Bay, that kind of plays right into, you know, a benefit to the Rams going to play Tampa Bay because there's no Chris Godwin. There's no Antonio Brown. So you have Mike Evans who, you know, had 117 pass, you know, receiving yards. The next highest on the team was 39 by a running back. So you put Jalen Ramsey on Evans and then you say, here we go. Let's play foot, you know. Let's play football. So it, Tampa Bay is not in it, you know. Ram safety secondary is not in great shape, but Tampa Bay pass catchers aren't in as good a sh- shape as you know to be able necessarily to exploit it. As good so as let's, as, let's but, not
2: forget about Big Dick Gronk. House, I was gonna say, let's. I, I can't wait to see
1: Weddle cover Gronk. Then,
2: <laughs> God, dude, that's gonna be like a fucking child trying to cover Gronk. Yeah, Weddle. A
1: week ago, Weddle was taking walks on the beach with his dog, and now he's going to go to Tampa and cover Gronk. Okay, yep. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Last thing we haven't talked about them yet. Can we all just laugh at the Dallas Cowboys collectively?
0: Oh man, I don't know oh, what
1: it God. is. It just it's it just never gets old. I mean. So I read this, this is an NFL record, 11 playoff appearances now in a row without making the conference championship game.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Three playoff wins in 25 years. People are talking about how
1: Alabama has more playoff wins in that stadium than the Cowboys do. (laughs) The the Eagles have more play, like 16 playoff wins since 1996. And Dallas has like three. I, it just, yeah. it's the gift that keeps on giving is the Cowboys um, falling on their face in the playoffs. And can we just all appreciate that for a moment? I mean, how much did you guys it, enjoy that? Oh, the memes it's great. they they're just so stoked. Too.
0: Like they're so stoked at their team that they're so good and they can win the East and then they, you know, they can't even get the second seed. And, uh, you know, and then they just it's so funny to see those faces in the stadium. It's it's gorgeous. It, it, they get so pissed, you know, it's like it's not like the Jags or, you know, something they sneak in the seven C They're like, ah, well, we suck. We know we suck. The, the Cowboys still expect to win the Super Bowl every year. <laughs>
2: it's hilarious, dude. It's so beautiful. And like like, dude, I, I fucking hate screaming a on ESPN. But God damn, that video, the super cut of him just out right laughing in Michael Irvin's face while people are crying in the stands that is just all time all time video fucking amazing man just love it and and that's the thing is there's only there, there's 31 other fan bases that are just drinking those fucking dumbass cowboy tears and I love it
1: it's something to remember for next year we've talked about this with a couple things neil they own those shitty teams in the NFC East. Like if they're playing the Giants, or they're playing Washington, or they're playing the Eagles backups, like they were in Week 18, lay the points with the Cowboys. They they will show great and they'll look like the best team in the league against those shitty teams. But man, when they had to play a, a real team with some tough motherfuckers, uh, it's a little bit of a different game. So you
3: got to remember that for next season, right, Neil? Absolutely, they. I mean, they're as soft as they come. If they have to travel outside the NFC East, that
0: team, that Cowboys team, just lost to the Cardinals team. We just watched. Imagine that.
1: How does that loss look right now?
2: (laughs) Oh my God! Yeah, they're they're just for little stats. The Cowboys are six and zero against NFC East this season. Every other team they have a minus ninety seven (laughs) differential combined (laughs) in eleven other games. Oh. And, and they had the fucking highest-scoring offense in the NFL. What the, in the fuck? <laughs> in the way
1: – I mean, honestly, Joe, so, like, Kyle's not here, but the Niners tried a lot of things to choke that game away. Uh, you're up 13 in the fourth quarter. You throw a pick. You, you – on the QB sneak on the fourth and one to end the game, you take a penalty, so you have to punt. You don't punt it, or you punt it into the end zone. You let them come all the way down. The, like, the Niners – tried to give that game away and McCarthy wouldn't take it.
2: Yeah. I don't think he's was capable. I mean, I don't think I still, I mean the the final score is not indicative of how much the fucking Cowboys got absolutely dominated that game. But yeah, I think the most egregious thing was Kyle Shanahan not covering on that fourth uh, on that punt, the fake punt. Like yeah. that was everybody in the world knew that was going to be a fake yet. They didn't fuck that up. So that was really bad on college. Training. And other than that, like, God damn, man, what an ass whooping that was. It was just, you know, it, it was pretty beautiful as to watch it as a Niner fan, but not as not as beautiful as a, as a guy with uh, money on the Cowboys. Have you guys seen uh,
1: just when they do this over the years on Twitter with the uh, end of games and then they put the Titanic music behind it? <laughs> I need to see that with Dak sliding and the clock running out. Cause (laughs) that that, that was just something else.
0: Did anybody, that's hilarious. Did anyone see the interview? Like, did anyone ask McCarthy what the fuck he was thinking? It's like, Hey, you just got like 40 yards gained on like three throws. So let's fucking run it. I mean, like dude, no, (laughs) yeah, that
2: was actually Kellen Moore made that call and Mike McCarthy Uh okayed it supposedly. (laughs) But that is like all time dumb. I mean, honestly, I, the play call was pretty good. They got a lot of yards, but Dak's got to know to go to fuck down. <laughs> like, yeah, you're, you're going to have to throw it. And then there's shout out a uh, guy Haberman of Haberman, and middle Check out. There's a video on Twitter of him talking about the Cowboys literally placing the ball where they want to. Like they gave themselves three extra yards too. So it's just <laughs> chaos yeah. at the end of the game because that ref had to move it. But just what a, what a nice ending to a wild ass football game. <laughs>
1: and it's it had only the cowboys only the cowboys i the only thing was that was missing they never cut to jerry jones just looking like despondent
0: and and just yeah why do they always <laughs> show him when they're doing well like he's yeah. all happy why do they never they show, show him, clapping well, yeah, yeah I, show I clapping somebody. and kissing someone but never when they're dead <laughs>
1: like what the fuck oh i needed to see that oh my god <laughs> all right good shit we got some thoughts for next week, a little bit of autopsy on this week and what happened. Uh, we'll see if the faves continue to do it again next week. So we'll be back later this week. We'll, we'll really get uh, everybody's kind of thoughts going right into the weekend. These are very Monday night, early week thoughts. We'll see what's changed. Uh, we'll check on Jimmy's throwing shoulder. And um, yeah, good shit, guys. For Joe, for Chris, for Neil. We'll be back probably Thursday or Friday. Chris, remind everybody what happens uh, when you bet on poop.
0: Sometimes you go one and four and step in it like this weekend. Thank God for the unders, folks. You. Yeah, 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 nah, 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 nah. nah, nah, nah This is fade you.